Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hotel. 916. Hey, how's it going? With Paris Walker. Yeah, I'm, everything is cool, brother. What's up, man? Oh man, I was calling in for the show. I had I had a hard time getting in. I had to do it a couple of times. Well, yeah, I don't understand that. I've been sitting here since seven thirty. <laughs> yeah, I called. Yeah, I just called like the last. I got here like ten minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So what's it up, was, bro? It said it kept saying the show ID. It said the show ID wasn't valid the first couple of times, and then it finally like connected. Well, I don't know anything about that. That's down at the station because it's the yeah, same yeah. every week, and I don't know why it would be doing that. I, I guess, they, you know, Andre has been sick, you know, and so. Oh, okay, okay. You probably haven't been staying up to date on caring on all of this stuff. So what's going on, man? Uh, are you ready to go back to Africa, or are you ready to move to Milwaukee? <laughs> I'm ready to take over the, and create a whole new system where I'm at. <laughs> I heard that I'm gonna make Africa be right here. In fact, I was trying to get me a couple of lions and some giraffes and stuff so they could walk around out there. So it you know remind me in the morning when I get up that I'm home. There you go. Right, look, <laughs> I was like, I said I, Africa cool, but they got insects that'll kill you out there. <laughs> they got insects bigger than people. <laughs> yeah, well, they got the police here, so is that? I was just looking at a brother. This brother, he was a, a real real estate person, and he and his uh, son were showing these people this house, and the police was about ready to gun them down. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, any time a brother step out, it used to be a time. Well, you had a brother get into something he didn't, he didn't went into one of them out of the way places he didn't have no business being. Now they just, right. they just, they just no. shoot you down anywhere they find you at, you know? Well, you know, hey, they encroached on everything else. With, now it's our turn to encroach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you know, I, it was like I was talking to some people today, right? And I was like, you know, they were talk, we were talking about future plans and they were yeah, and they were like, well, I don't know about this right here. I said, look, let me tell you something. I said, let's go back in time for a minute. You just got emancipated. Your owner kicked you off kicked you off the property, told you to leave. You're left with what you got in the back, what you carry in a sack, and maybe enough bread and maybe a little bit of meat. Mm. And you walked hundreds of miles. There was a group of y'all, but y'all walked. And how did everybody make it? Y'all had to share. You had to work for each other. You had to work together. How did we build Black Wall Street and we had nothing in this world? We well, worked together. Our, our people have always when been did that get, When did we lose that? Well, I'm, when I'm did we lose that? I think we lost that through the, the whole colonization process. When See, it used to be a time our religion was spirituality. We worked together as a community. Everything we did was together. It was for the benefit of the community. But America, this whole cultural colonization process, it it really magnifies independence, individuality. Yeah, it's about self. It's about self. self. Everything so, is about self. So but tell me, anybody has ever made it really by themselves? Nobody. But the the reality. Oh, so, but so they this, taught you how to fail. See, there is therein lies the problem, is that people believe in their mind that somehow they're going to get out here and they're going to turn this thing upside down by themselves and they get out there and they, they find it ain't, out. ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. So, I mean, you know. I, it, I mean, it, I mean it, let's look, look at what you could do as a human being. Let's say you were truly on your own. All right. In other words, you ain't got nobody to build you a house, nobody to build you a car. You got you to gotta do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. How long do you think you would really survive? 
Well, even you, if you, you had no common enemies, just environment by itself would kill you. Right. It takes right. people working together. It takes to do anything. I tell people every day, it takes a dime of time. What you want to do? I'll take both of them if you really want to do that. You know, mm-hmm. can volunteer right. sometime and spend a dime. Let's build something together. You know, let's build something together that's going to benefit each other. How hard is that? Well, it's 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 you not know? it's not hard if you if your mind is right, but if your mindset is that uh, success comes at the sweat of my brow and nobody else, if that's your mindset, it's going to be hard to convince people. It's like I was on the air with some people the other day, and they was talking about religion, versus spirituality, and versus all this stuff, and I uh, said, well, one of the one of the things that you guys are doing wrong. And it doesn't matter what you believe in. If if these people that you're talking about biblically, and most historians uh, have written and documented that they never existed, why are you, you know, talking about information as it relates to people that never existed, trying to substantiate facts about something that happened six, seven thousand years ago? Yeah. You understand what I mean? I'd rather say I don't know. Yeah, you. This is what they're doing. They're out there, and I, in fact, I was on the air with somebody yesterday, and they were talking. Yeah, did Jesus die for Africans? I said, well, for me, the, the conversation already done started off wrong. wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm about to say. The conversation already wrong because I can't talk about somebody dying that that most uh, theologians, most historians, will agree that that never existed. All of this transformation that took place in Kemet and Egypt, uh, they tried several times to uh, uh, pawn somebody off as a savior. And the people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. There was three or four people that was pawned off before they finally got to this Jesus Christ guy. And and plus the fact, if you read, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. R.B. Graves, he wrote a book called 16 Crucified Saviors. And if for whatever reason, he traveled to these different cultures around the world and found that it's at least 16. He said there were more probably people who had came up with their own savior, created their own saviors out of their culture. So well, yeah, we create they create saviors at one time like they were like they creating new cryptocurrency. New well, one well, every day. But that's how this this year first one got in there that uh, finally got transferred to this Jesus Christ guy. That was right after uh, Alexander the Great and him first really got a foothold into Kemet. And this was the first, I think this was the first European, uh, 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 what do they call those guys? They were, uh, they were not kings, but they were the, the rulers over those countries then. Once he got in there, uh, this guy's name was Mariamon Serapis Christus was his name. And so once he got in there, Alexander Great then put this fool in there in the seat to run things. And what he after he got in there, he said, well, he he started studying the culture of those African people, and he realized that in their culture, once you rose to where you was the president or the king or whatever, you were consecrated as a god. So he asked him, said, look, uh, now that I'm in control of stuff here, how about y'all consecrate me as a god? And when they said, "Well, no, we can't do that, brother. You are uh, you you're not from here, and that you're not part of our culture," he started having people killed. So they 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 hear up. He started cutting people's heads off. They hear up and consecrated him as a god. Next thing you know, this guy is that went all through the Catholic. They they were the one who made him into the Catholic Church. Made him into a Jesus. King James him and all of that stuff, but. There was nobody named Jesus to uh, you know over two thousand years ago. Nobody never even heard of him. But yet and still, when we are having dialogue or conversation about spirituality or, or whatever uh, thing people want to follow, they always wind up with this story. And I said, well, and like I told him the other day, I said, you're starting at the wrong place. If he never existed, why are we talking about it? You know, if you want to do research and go, go back and dig up the material, and and then I I tell them this. I said, well, if it's true, then validate it. Validate it. You're talking about somebody who came up on the planet, walked on water, raised people from the dead, 
and all these kind of things. And they and 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 there's not a iota of evidence anywhere that indicate that he lived on this planet. Nowhere. But yet and still they can go back 10, 15, 20,000 years ago and find stuff that other people have done. Doesn't make well, any I sense. Mean, I mean, we already know they 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 taught lies and they're still teaching yeah. lies. I mean, it's something as simple as Columbus discovered America. Yeah, and same thing. In you fact, know, I was on the radio with two cops the other night from New York City. And these guys, they were brothers now. I, I well, I, I I lose that I use that term loosely. I shouldn't say they were brothers. These guys was on there arguing with us about they didn't want their kids to be taught about the 1619 Friday and critical race theory. Right. These were black guys. And they the were they didn't want the truth. They were so ignorant. The they were so ignorant the woman had to cut their sound off on the radio so they couldn't talk anymore. I mean, you know, so this is what we're up against. We're up against ignorance and, and you know, and it's not a bad word to be ignorant of the facts. But but well, ignorance just means you don't know. You you don't know. But if you're ignorant of the facts That's and all you that don't, yeah, you don't yeah. want to know I'm the facts. I've been going a few things myself. I, I'm not well, I know, I'm, I'm, I know. Not, I'm not God or Jesus. You know, but I know what? I, I will do the homework, though. As, as, that's me. Wherever I there's will a, do the homework and the study if I need to do that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, man, it's, uh, yeah. you know, this whole this whole uh, thing about, you know, what, what we... Uh, can accomplish. It's no doubt that we can accomplish amazing things. We have did it oh, yeah. time after time after time after time after time. Yeah, but, we built we built we built the civilization. That's right. <laughs> but but now we have, now we have we have been so colonized. Even on the continent, the Africans over there are selling out. And like when they find one that don't sell out, they kill him. Like the the brother that they killed, the president of Haiti. People, a lot of people think there's a conspiracy going on. The U.S. was involved in that. This guy was out there trying to work for the poor people. How come every time somebody come up there speaking up for the poor people, they want to kill them? You understand? Because what I'm they don't un because they don't un understand that they will benefit if if we make the bottom stronger. Exactly. Which is the poor. The top benefits even more because you got to have a foundation. So look at how much they lost. Just because of the pandemic, right? One thing, like I said, and I kept telling people, something's coming is going to shut everything down. Then people will have time to pay attention to what's going on. Well, they, they as long as they got you running around in this rat race, because I was part of it. I realized I was part of the rat race. You see what I'm saying? Right. Even though I was able to make more money than the average person, retire early, all this other good things. But at the same time, I was still part of this rat race. So I understand. But people, a lot of people don't understand because, you know, just like a person who, who get a million dollars. You know, you got your first million, you're going to blow it. If you, don't have, if you don't have good spending habits, good financial habits, you're about to blow all that, lose all that. Have nothing left, nothing even to show for the million dollars. All right. So it's an educational thing, and this is the problem with well, well, this is where, where we're at. We have to educate people again, re-educate people because they've been programmed wrong. Right. If you got a machine and you program it wrong, that machine may work to a certain extent, but it's going to end up messing up somewhere down the line. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, one of the things I've, I've told people, I said, well, if we it's it's a fact. I mean, it's a valid that you can validate the facts all over the planet, the things that our people have accomplished. And so if you want to find out why we are not able to do that now when there's more of us now, there's more technology that's supposed to be more educated, but they're not more educated now. They are more trained now. It used to be a time when people were really educated. In fact, they had Pacific people in every tribe, in every village, that their whole job for their whole lifetime was to study and accumulate information to pass on to the next generation. Now we can go to uh -huh. we can go to city city college and all of a sudden we're a professor. You know, so <laughs> if you look <laughs> you 
how you gonna teach somebody if you don't you know teaching is 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 a is a is a classical trade it's not something you do to jump to the next level most of the people that i've worked with around in oakland the bay area who were teachers they only wanted to teach for a couple of years in hopes that they would be able to move up through the ranks somewhere and get into administration of politics and all that kind of stuff none of them wanted to teach you know because it's too difficult to teach with the, the current system in place when you got overcrowded classrooms when you don't have uh the, the tools necessary to you know have a, a a peaceful venue from which you can teach in and so Nobody, but, but, but that's what I'm saying. Okay, so now, not mean to cut you off, but, but really, okay, so if we need better schools and better teachers, why we can't be able to find our own? And this is what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, but, you know, see, the big, the biggest thing, one of the biggest catastrophes that happened to our people in this country was the Brown versus the Board of Education. Because... They, yeah. it, it seemed like we were fighting to go to school with them, but people don't know that there was a large population of us that was not in, in did not want to go to school with them. But you had these so-called talking heads, these political people who thought, well, you know, this, this, this gets their name in the record books that we help get this passed, we help get this done. And it doesn't matter about rules and regulations in, in America because they have demonstrated that they can change them anytime they want. They're getting ready to overturn oh, yeah. they're getting ready to overturn this road versus way. You know, they got the Supreme Court stacked to do it, and they got enough states who are filing suits uh, uh, that they don't want it in their state. And it's gonna be overturned, and people are gonna be pissed. You know, they're gonna be, you know, women are gonna talk all these years they fought for women's rights and a woman's right to choose, it's gonna go down the tubes because a certain uh, segment of the population do not like it. And the, and the, and the people who uh, rule run this, this rat race are the people who control the wealth, you know, because they're able to manipulate the process and sponsor people, get them elected into office and uh, get them into the, only uh, Supreme Court. I tell people all the time, the Supreme Court is the most asinine piece of bullshit that anybody ever put together because she, you you they they send Bill Cosby to jail on a on a technicality that they screwed up in the court and now they let him out. While at the same time they got two pedophiles at least sitting on the Supreme Court right now. What if a case comes up there? It, to, you know they have to confront. I I, I, I think wouldn't what, doubt it though. I, 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 I think don't what, put nothing past people. Yeah, I think one did come back. Thomas excused himself, but now you got this Kavanaugh up there. So these people have the ability to make and change rules that fits, you know, their lifestyle. And like you got, mm -hmm. what's this guy called? Como up there in New York. They claim he didn't harass seven, eight, nine, ten women. Well, I mean, I, he probably did act out. What man did? The, the, the governor of New York. I say, what man has it? Yeah, but here's the thing. Sure we can all yeah, yeah, nine yeah. or ten women who we tried to holler at. Yeah, but that's what, that's what I'm saying. Twenty years ago, those would not have been crimes. Now, what had, this person has lived his whole life like this, and now all of a sudden these rules are changed, and these people are saying, well, he spoke to me as if he wanted to be with me. I don't know how that gets somebody fired. If you somebody hits on you, you don't like it, you tell them bug off. You understand what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. now, now, uh, I tell you, man, and I've worked on some jobs where there were nothing but women, primarily women. And you have to be very careful now when the you walk around. And pride in the court of public opinion. Yeah. And they're already demanding that he he quit. And he said he's not gonna quit. And I don't blame him because the reality of it is. Why should you quit until you've been found guilty? You what? understand what I'm saying? Why should you quit? But they are they they intimidate these people, and these people have these rules in place, and they and they continue to escalate uh, situations where they can move anybody. Because I would almost guarantee you, unless he was a seriously married individual. 
there's probably not one of those politicians who haven't said something out of the way to some lady. Not one. You know? Oh, but yeah. what what are you what are you gonna do? Until they'll wait until there's a, a big bill or something up or they would they don't want well Como, I think he couldn't run again anyway. I'm not sure if he was gonna run. But they'll wait till they get you in a compromising position or you are you are uh supporting something that they don't want. Then they'll all of a sudden come up. Well, you know, so and so spoke to this woman ten years ago. He had his hand on her shoulder, and I think he tried to rub my breast. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking well, about? And and a guy can get crucified and lose his whole ability to make a decent living based on some crap like that. Oh yeah. But yet, but yet they oh, got yeah. two guys. Yet they had two guys, Kavanaugh and Anita Hill. And I really think that Thomas. Was was a cold blooded snake. They tried to degrade that woman because they wanted this Uncle Tom yeah. on the Supreme Court, and they by any means necessary. They listened to her, but they didn't give a damn. They was going to put him on there anyway. All right. So, uh, well, see, yeah, another, got- and, and another, you know, and again, but again, you know, if you let them, if you let them. People will take advantage of it. Anybody will. But these yeah. women fought. You know, some of these things happen. Some of these things happen. They ain't lie about everything. And he, and, but, but like I said, in the court of public opinion, now they didn't hurt. You know, oh, they didn't suffer any uh, damages, psychological or anything else. They wasn't raped. They they right. were offended. You know, but hell. You know, but not. But I can understand if you know, like with Bill Cosby saying they said, "Well, he drug, he was drugging them, which is illegal." Well, my, I, I, I understood that he was. That was bull, I call bullshit on that because yeah, well, some of it was because some of the stuff was well, some of the stuff that they say he was giving them was nothing but shit that people was using anyway, was taken. I mean, and number they, one, it's, oh, yeah, they, it's, they, it's, they, it's, it's 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 like Mike Tyson. This woman go up to his room at three or four o'clock in the morning with no drawers on, and she get up there and start screaming rape. She don't know. She, I tried to tell him to stop. What woman goes to somebody's hotel at three o'clock in the morning dressed like that, uh, unless there's an intent to do you know something? What you're there for. You know what you're there you for. You already know what you're there for. Yeah. And, 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 you and, know, and so we deal with all the time. And so was uh, those people around Bill Cosby. A lot of them was just there to be in the presence of Bill, hoping to get a shot at a role or a TV show or something somewhere. And if that didn't yeah, work out but... down the line, oh, wait, by the way, Bill, your Bill put something in my wine. Um, you know, and there's no way to validate that stuff because most of it was from years ago. You couldn't go back and do right. no DNA or so nothing. You it's okay. take, so you can't prove that he did it either, though. Right. Same thing with the proof. The proof is gone years ago. Now, if you had a went and made a police report, yeah, next day Definitely. it was Bill Cosby. You know, he he, mm-hmm. he sexually molested me without me uh, giving permission or whatever. Right. Whatever you want to call it. My thing is, why do you wait twenty something years? Yeah, and, 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 and I wouldn't. Yeah. I, and I, there's no way that no rational person, if even if it's sitting on you, be set up, should buy some crap like that. 18 years ago, I was out with him. We was drinking. I, I felt drugged. I had sex with him. I got up and I went home. And I did. I waited 18 years. Now it's been bugging me so lately that I had to come forth and confess. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's 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 yeah, amazing. Right. It's right. amazing. <laughs> and but when you live in a system. And the very foundation, the whole structural uh, impetus of it is is built on nothing and lies and fakery. You can do anything. You can do any of that stuff. You know, because I know I I got accused of that one time, man, and uh, by uh, a young woman. And I didn't even know the woman and I wasn't even interested in the woman. The woman was trying to get her case transferred to another county because she didn't want to be in the county we, we were in. You know, we were fighting. Sir. So she tried to bump up against me 
and then told them that I tried to rub up against her. But luckily for me, all of the women that worked there knew me and they knew they stood by my side 100%. And even though they stood by my side, do you know it took me almost a year a lawyer fighting that case before they finally took Still it off my record? Yeah. Time, money. I was just said, look, I was accused too. I've been accused too. I was accused of gang raping a woman that worked for us, right? And uh-huh. I told the cop, I said, dude, uh, have y'all did a rape kid on her? I can tell you now, she hasn't had sex in at least 10 days. And he mm-hmm. said, how would you know that? I said, I know what goes on with all my people. That is how, how you think I can have, have all these people traveling across the country? Oh, I, yeah. I, we have room checks, everything. After a certain time, everybody in their own room. We got work tomorrow. It's, you know, it's a regular, it's a regular, you know. So yeah. and they know the rules, and the rules cost some money. That's right. You know they may get fined five hundred dollars for something. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how we enforce the rules. Uh, you know, when you try like drugs, you know, we didn't allow no drugs. If you want to do drugs, do it outside the hotel. Period. You know, yeah. we can't stop you. You're a grown ass person. We can just tell you that we do not allow drugs in the hotel because if if the police come in, they coming in and arrest everybody. Right. <laughs> you know, the your roommate, everybody. You know what I'm saying? So right. don't don't get don't jeopardize your roommate for your selfishness. So we taught people a lot that they wouldn't have learned probably say in the average home. Right. Because a lot of these people were in the city. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have a home. They were some were criminals. Right. You know. And uh, we gave them an opportunity. That's what it was about. You know, we had young, we used to call, like there was a group that worked with my dad. They used to call themselves the young professionals, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, we got brothers and sisters talking about the young professionals. And they, just out of high school, some of, you know, some of them 22, 24, uh, 18. We, like I said, if you're 18, to, uh, 18 and over, you can, you can travel and and learn how to sell and the whole, you know, the whole night, the whole shamil, you know. So, and people learn this. You got to, you got a chance to go to neighborhoods and cities, see places they never would have done. And, and I believed in the, and my people balling out. You know, I've even shut down, I've even shut down a shopping center so my people can shop. Right. That's, you know. Some people, their very first name brand suit, they got working with us. So I want I want everybody to live like that. I want everybody. I wish everybody could live the life I lived. The, just a multitude of people. You know, you gotta understand. I was born in the door to door business. My dad was a multimillionaire. He traveled and he dealt with people all around the country, big, you know, millionaires, business people, so on. So I got to meet some of the names that the average person just reads about. Mm-hmm. I got to actually meet these people, you know, sit down, eat with them, have a drink with them, have, you know, have lunch. Stars, and, and, and that makes a difference. That makes, that, that makes a difference because I've always told people, you know, you're going to be judged based on, people you associate with you if associate you with, with people, if you associate with people they might be good people but they ain't going nowhere they ain't doing nothing with their life they're happy working somebody nine to five a minimum wage or whatever if you hang around with those kind of people you you're going to get sucked into that environment more or less and uh association breeds the civilization my dad always said it sure does and like i used to live up in connecticut if you know anything about connecticut uh Fairfield, I know Connecticut very well. <laughs> well, I used to, I used to work for people. I used to go out when I used to hang out on on the weekend. I didn't hang out at no uh, rib joints up in the in the neighborhood. I went out to Westport where millionaires was having having a drink and having dinner, and that's where I hung out at. And I got more jobs. I used to run ads at first because I used to do a lot of things. I used to paint houses, rehab houses, and all that kind of stuff. But I used to go out and and and. I'd be out in the club that night and I'd get more jobs than I could handle. And it it uh, wasn't even about partying, it was about the communication, meeting different people, 
and people find out what you do. Because one thing about people like that is they see you in, a, in an environment where they are, you know what they're going to do? They want to know what it is you do. They want to know what you what you do. And once they oh, well, God, I, why don't you come over? Give me a call Monday. Uh, I got a friend. Bob needs to have a, a well dog on his property. That's how I used to get my work, man. And and people said, man, how you make all this money? I said, cause I don't hang around with you broke ass people. I go out there where people got money. I go out, I go out there where people got money, and you can't pay me nothing. What's the use of me hanging around with you? You know what I'm talking about? It's not that, it's not that you don't like people. It's just that I feel that, you, but that's so. Yeah, but you 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 hang out with the kind of people you attract. You attract certain kind of people. If you attract. And I tell women that all the time when they used to come in for counseling. Thing. And they tell you me, wondering well, why you, why, why you have a problem with these guys. I said, well, maybe you attract them kind of people. Where do you go to meet no. these people at? You understand what I'm talking about? And see, they don't oh, yeah. put all of this into the equation. They just know, I want to meet somebody. I need a man or I need a woman. And me and my son was having a conversation about that earlier. You know, there are some women out there. He tell me how women be hitting on him just... Just off, the, he said they like they want to go to bed with him as soon as they see him. I say right there should tell you something about them. And like I told him, I said if I went out with a woman when I was your age, and she was jumping wanting me to jump in the bed with her the first time I meet her, that would be the last time she see me. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I ain't touching that one. Yeah, no, I ain't touching that because you know if she's doing that with me, how many other people is she doing that with? And and if you oh, were to yeah. be involved with somebody like that, how could you how could you be in a relationship with somebody who don't have any you could you couldn't put in faith or trust in because they don't have no faith and trust in their own ability. They just go out and meet people. Oh, I like him, he's cute, bam, let's go. You know, that kind of stuff. And I tell women all the time, I say, I say, I say where'd you meet this guy? Well, I met him at the club. I said, Well, what well, well what was you doing there? Well, he was there every night, and I was there every night, so one night we just got together. Well, and furthermore, if he was at the club every night, he wasn't taking care of no business unless he was pimping or something. You know what I'm talking about? Right. You, I, you know, even when I was a young man single, I ain't go to no club every night. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, the, club was, you, the club was to sit back and relax after a hard day work, yeah, hard day okay. hustle. That's right. <laughs> and so I'm not gonna go to go to the club every night. What is the advantage of me being there? Except you might run into some trouble. You know? So yeah. I tell people, you know, you could stop, you know, you could change your behavior by the places that you go. If you go to you go someplace, if if you know if you go somewhere, you walking down the street and somebody tell you, Hey Harris, don't go down there, man. I think they gonna they shooting out down there. You gonna go down there anyway? No, you're oh, not. No, gonna I go. tell you. You gonna you gonna you gonna go in some other direction. But for whatever reason, we are a lot of us are attracted to the excitement of all this crap that goes on out here in the universe. And then when we get in it and get into knee deep in trouble, then we're crying about how hard the world is on us. The world ain't harder. You're harder on yourself because you allow right. yourself to get sucked into those environments. And then when they turn bad, you you want to you want to blame somebody else. You can't blame nobody but yourself. Nobody can blame anybody but themselves. I mean, with the exception of you know, I understand some kids come out of real tough environments where it'd be hard for them. To be successful coming well, out. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they've been programmed, so yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't say nothing about them too much. Right. But, but if you in a adult, yeah. if you came out of a, you know a, a halfway decent place, and you don't see what, and you don't see what you're doing wrong, something yeah, wrong with you, you. Yeah, something wrong with you. If you can't say, okay, I went here Saturday night and I got in trouble and I went to jail and then. I stayed away for a while, but then I decided I'm going back again. What do you think you're going to get if you go back again? You know, what do maybe you think? Left yeah, maybe yeah, maybe you left something. Yeah, maybe you left your wallet on the bar or something. <laughs> yeah, well. I try to tell people, you are a victim of yourself. You're not, you're not a victim out here in the universe. You're a victim of yourself. 
because everything, and I know this from my own personal experience, most of the thing, I'd say 99% of the things negative that I got involved in, I could have avoided. Yep. I could have Well, avoided. you know, like I said, you know, people are like water. They have yeah. their, they seek their own levels. So, yeah. and you have to take responsibility for the things that you did or that you, you know, I take responsibility yeah. for everything I did because I made a choice. That's right. I made a choice. And if I made the choice to do it, I ain't blaming nobody. As my grandfather used to always say, don't do the crime unless you can do the time. I know I hey. don't like jail. I know I didn't like jail, so I wasn't going to put myself in a position to be locked up in jail. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. How simple <laughs> is that? How simple it's, is that? We're not, we're not even going to talk about, about the logistics of this. We're just going to talk about how damn simple is, <laughs> is not, want, not doing what's going to send you to get. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I, I think it's it's that way in everything, because I think, like I tell people, if you want, if you, if your goal in life is to work a, a $20 an hour job, you can't be 55 or 60 and start crying about, man, welcome my life is all screwed up. Because 40 years ago, you had an opportunity to say, hey, I don't want to do this. I'm going to go and do something real. That's gonna, you know, that I'll be able to sit back and I'll put more money or something, or even just something I enjoy. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I like people, I like people to do things that they enjoy. Enjoy. In fact, that is the one key, that's a key right there. And a guy told me, because I I was, I don't know, about 19, and I was, you know, bumping around at different jobs and stuff. And uh, you know, I said, Man, you know, this guy said, Hey, Quake see every time I see you you're doing something different. And I said, Man, I don't like that shit. I said, they paid all right, but I didn't like it. He said, well, man, find something you like doing, something that you're happy with. And, yeah. and that's what I did. I went toward doing something that I, the first job I had, I, I used to work in a publishing company. And all I did was read all day. <laughs> you know, And I, I, it helped me to locate my niche of what I could be, you know, my mind could be preoccupied with. And I could leave there from eight to five or whatever hours I was working and feel comfortable with what I did and that I had learned something. And plus, I like doing it. I like doing it. That's, that's and, the key. And I like doing it. So when I was in Boston, I was going to school to mess around. You know where I used to hang out at? Harvard, uh, Cambridge, <laughs> you know, up at Harvard that's University. Right. You know, Brandeis, Boston University. At night, when well, I was off of work, I'd be on one of them campuses at one of those places where people socialized who were doing something or talking about doing something or trying to figure a way to do something. That's where I hung around. Yeah. And that's how I learned a lot of stuff and what to read and what to study and, and where to go, you know, for, to be successful from being around people like that. And I tell people all the time, if you hang around nothing, people, you're gonna be nothing. So you you might have to make up your mind. You can't you can't have it both ways. You can't go out right. here and want to enjoy life and party, jump up and down, and all that stuff, and then realize later that you've you've made a wreck of your life. And you see that a lot. I saw that a lot when I was running uh, the Veterans Center in Berkeley, and I'd see these guys coming in at fifty, you know, fifty five. And they they weren't old, but you know they they weren't in bad shape. Most of them were, were in good good health, but they felt like mm -hmm. their life was over. And I said, "What do you mean your life is over? You're still living. You you're able to do do whatever you want to do. What do you mean right. your life is over?" But they felt like they had because they had let their youth pass them by and didn't do the progressive stuff they needed to do. That now that they got fifty five, it's too late. They got people that graduating from universities that's 99 years old. You understand what I'm talking about? Oh, people, yeah. people have to understand their own personal worth, your own personal worth, because every one of us is worth the same amount. You might have $10 million, I might have 10000 but we worth the same amount as a human being, you know, that's entitled to all of the liberties and the, and the processes that every other human is being is entitled to. And for anybody to to uh, want to go that what did we call used to call that crybaby act after you screwed up, 
You know, ain't no need to cry now. It's, it's, it's what you need to be doing now is action. You know, action. What is it that you want to do? I, in fact, I used to tell guys that had left their kids. I said, go back and find your kids and make amends with your children and see how much your life changed. And some of the guys followed followed my advice and went and did it. And you know, and some of them were successful. But the thing about well, it is a lot of people don't understand you. If you that gives you something else to be responsible for. Yeah. When you're yeah, with yeah. your when you're with your when you're with your children. You know, well, we, men, everybody makes such a big fuss about men, women and, and children and men and children. And up, you know, historically in this country, it's always been the women have the kids. Women have the kids. Women need yeah. to keep. Well, that has nothing to do with psychological development, because men need their kids as much as the women need them. Right. They found that out to be but a we, fact, because men, men, who get, men, who, yeah, men who get cut off from their family and their kids like that, they really begin to live a destructive lifestyle. And so people have to understand that psychologically, we need each other as human beings. You know, there are people, I mean, when I'm saying need each other, I just mean that you attach yourself to somebody that ain't doing nothing, ain't going nowhere and let them drag you down. But we need no, other no. people, we need other human beings to bring us up. So I try to socialize yeah, but- that's going to lift me up, not tear me down. And I try to be there to lift other people up. I don't go there to tear people down. And that's what we need to be about. And and we are, we can't do this kind of stuff when we have a, a completely uh, colonized mentality from the European culture and the European philosophy that I'm an individual and I'm a Herschel Walker, I'm a Jim Brown. I don't need nobody. I can do it all by myself. Well, I got news for you. Herschel Walker, Jim Brown needed somebody and had somebody too. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. They couldn't have ran them yards without them blocking. That's right. You understand? Everybody needed somebody. Everybody needs somebody. And until we see, we've lost touch with the with the hum, the hum, the real human essence of who we are. And if you've lost touch with the human essence, the spiritual nature of who you are has been long gone. Because if you can't no comprehend, if you can't comprehend this physical uh, plane that you're living in. How are you going to uh, uh, comprehend something that that requires that you, you know, center yourself in such a way that you're able to understand what your purpose is on this planet and why you're here? You know, I'm not here to work no job for nobody. I'm here to be successful. I'm here to be happy. And if I can't be successful doing something negative. So I can't be happy if I'm doing something that I don't like doing. So it's up to me to make the decision. It's all about this being decisive. In fact, I think it was Warren Buffett or one of those guys said, the only difference between somebody a billionaire and somebody who's not is one is decisive, makes a decision, and the other one, uh, you know, what do they do? What do they call it? What people, they constantly putting shit off. they talking about what they're going to oh, do. Uh, uh, procrastinator. Yeah, procrastinator. Yeah, a procrastinator. Yeah, procrastinating don't yeah. ever accomplish nothing because it, every day he put it off to another day. But people yeah. who are, who are successful at becoming whatever it is they want to be, they get up and do something about that every day. They spend a certain amount of energy and time every day focused on their dream or what they deem as their reality that they are trying to achieve. You can't do it on Monday and Tuesday and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You partying like hell. You know, you gotta you gotta have that energy in what you really want out of life, and then it'll you'll be successful. Oh yeah, but yeah, hey. Yeah. It, so what's going yeah, on? It's just like I tell people, it's, you told me you had some new stuff going on. Oh me? Yeah. Yeah, well, we got a new fund. I got a fundraiser going on on uh, August twenty eighth. Uh, the Hood Kitchen fundraiser. It's gonna oh, be yeah. fun. It's uh, like a dinner show. It's dinner, entertainment, uh, it's fun. Uh, uh, it's it's gonna be in Sac. Yeah, it's gonna be in Sacramento at Leia Sign Lounge. Well, why don't you 
Why don't you announce it right now? Tell people where it's going to be, how they can get tickets, and how to get in touch with you. Go ahead. All right. Hold on. Give me a quick second so I can pull up the address and everything. Okay. I'll have that to you in a few seconds. Because, uh, all right. So, we're, this event is called the Hood Kitchen. The Hood Kitchen, we have a chef that comes in and he prepares a menu mm -hmm. and people order the menu. So now the food that the chef, what the chef is doing for us on this one is that he's doing uh, gumbo. We also have a, um, a vegan gumbo that he does mm. that's supposed to make you think it's the real thing, you know, all the flavor, but you know, none of the stuff that you, that, the people who are vegans don't want, you know. Right. Um, he, he's got lobster mac and cheese. We're going to have, um, oh, God, what is, uh, um, something else I'm missing. What am I missing? Uh, uh, you're going to uh, have some greens. I know you're going to have some greens down there, right? Oh, we're going to have some oxtail, oxtail dinners, ox, uh, Caribbean-style oxtails. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be off the hook. And, uh, Dessert, uh, we got what a dessert we call, I call it chocolate crack, right? Chocolate crack. Everybody that tastes this dessert, yeah, they, 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 I had comedians leaving. We did a show one time. I had comedians and people leaving with chocolate crack in their pocket. A comedian told me, man, I woke up in the, ne the next morning and I was hungry and uh, I had, was pulling my wallet and stuff out of my pocket from the night before and I realized I had some chocolate crack rolled up in uh, aluminum foil. <laughs> he said, I ate all that. <laughs> so this dessert is so good. That's why I call it chocolate crack. Cause, I mean, it's like people, they taste it. And then it's like, oh, I got to have more. And I tell people, try to try to get one. Just get a little piece. Yeah. Just try it. And then, then oh, I, can, oh, I ain't going to want no more. Everybody come back. Hey, look, I get another piece. <laughs> it is a, it, she's an awesome baker. And she's going to do some cupcakes uh, for it. That's going to be, the, the, the salad and dessert is free. Yeah. It comes okay. with the meal, you know. And uh, you can pre-order the meal. You can pre-order too. So get with me to pre-order or find one of my people on Facebook. But um, the, it's going to be at the Laison Lounge, and that's 2667 Alta Arden Expressway, Sacramento, California, 95828. I'm sorry. It's going to be a 7 p.m. seating. So that means the first round of people will be seated, and they will, and they will get their food at 7 o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, if you pre-order your food, you save $5 on the uh, offer each order because there are people will, that will have multiple orders, you know, as you come in. Each, mm. You can have some people want two bowls of a gumbo, you know, it, it, it works like that. Mm. And uh, so you save $5 off of each order. Uh, your food is guaranteed. So even if you come late, your food, we will make sure there's your food is still there. There's enough left for you. If not, okay. we're going to put it into a bowl and hope you get there before the club closes. <laughs> you know, because the club is okay. out. Right. Well, you know, I'm uh, uh, I'm doing a, a Pan-African TV on Thursday mornings, 11 o'clock, man. So I'll send you the, the stuff so you can call in and you can come in and, and be with us and, you know, support me in that because it, it's giving us a global market, man. I, You know, I my first Let's show... My show, my first show, I had ten thousand people hits. You know, and that ain't. Let's do, let's do that. We need to get the message out. We need to use all media. All media yeah. need to understand. Yeah, so I'm you gonna know, be. They need to I'll send you the the number and the stuff where you could call in and check in. But uh, it's it's a good deal because uh, all of the people they 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 think along the same. That's why they call it Pan Africa. So everybody globally. I talk to people in Germany and Britain everywhere. In fact, you know, I've had a couple of clients that I've gotten where I've been talking to them over the phone uh, about issues that they're dealing with, you know, from New York and everywhere, man. So it's it's a good deal to uh, uh, to incorporate yourself with people 
who are trying to oh. uh, build up something. And that's what I, you know, that's what I'm trying yeah. to do. Is well, you know, it. that's what I do. That's what, that's what Hand in Hand Foundation is all about, too. I mean, we're about partnerships. We know we can't do this together. We know we're not experts in every field. But if I got an expert in every field, we are. Then, then we, we, we will work it out. We will work it out. So what I'm going to do now, go. we're going we're gonna to come back on here next week, but I'll send you the information for Thursday morning if you get an okay. opportunity. And, uh, and, and you come I'm on. I'm going to text you this. Yeah, text me that information. And uh, right now, I'm just going to let people know that this is uh, uh, T25CL Entertainment. This is the mothership. We come to you every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. And we are discussing current issues, you know, pan-Africanism, uh, socialism, every ism there is how, as it relates to human existence. So we'll be back here next week at the same time. My guest tonight was Brother Harris Walker from the Hand in Hand Foundation out of Sacramento. And this is Reverend Dr. Ninana Kweku, Family Solutions, Inc. If you want to check me out, go to my website, www familysolutioninc.com and my phone number is 707-344-3919. Take care and have a wonderful evening. Good night, brother. Good night. All right, take care. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.